I believe that all the world religions tell you that to get to heaven, you have to earn your way to heaven with your works. But only Christianity teaches that it's by faith alone. And for me to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% me. And for you to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% you. I believe that Satan wants you to live in fear. So he can feed off your fear. But the God has raised up an army of God. His remnant, his red-pilled Christian patriots that will help defeat Satan and the New World Order because of our faith. I believe that Satan incited the Jews to scream, crucify him, crucify him. And it totally backfired when Jesus said, forgive them, as they do not know what they do. I believe Jesus' death on the cross was a complete victory over Satan and that his victory allows all of your past, present, and future sins to be forgiven so that you can live the abundant life. And I believe in the power of one person working as a team with other Christian patriots and have massive impact in reversing this ungodly culture. And I believe that when I'm preparing to teach something, I end up forcing myself to learn it more deeply and I get blessed from what I learn. Therefore, I'm blessed to teach. And I believe that God has called me to empower Christian patriots with truth. And that's why I invite you to join us at blessedtoteach.com. That's blessed with the number two, teach.com. God bless you and I hope You'll join me and all the blessed to teach patriots. And let's see what God is doing today. All right, I'm so excited. I think we have the sound issues that we had uh, last night uh, uh, fixed. Thank goodness. Had some prayer backstage and... Uh, and uh, had to delete a few things to bring it back up, and boom, we have got sound, so actually you'll be able to hear Gus, which is a is a, is a big plus for us when you have a co-teacher, right? <laughs> so with that, Gus, how are you doing today? Awesome, awesome. So we're gonna be digging into, I am the true vine. <laughs> so just to let me know if you can hear Gus on Rumble, I think you can based on the my uh, controls, so. Uh, give me the thumbs up or say uh, let me know uh, that everything's going okay on his his audio with that I guess why don't you uh, pray your silent prayer if they can't hear you but <laughs> would you lift us up into some prayer about the the vine
Amen. Amen. Hey, one thing I'm going to take a little bit of an audible here in just that we have, we're in the middle of the 10 days of awe in the feast, right? And um, I'm going to be doing a teaching. I did it on Rosh Hashanah last Friday. Um, so we'll get we'll get in the, into John 15 here in a second. But I want to just kind of show you a little bit what's going on between Rosh Hashanah and what we'll be teaching tomorrow. Tomorrow we'll be digging into the details of Yom Kippur, the holiest day of the year. So uh, who knows what the holiest day of the year and why it's the holiest day of the year? I know this a question that was asked last time. Anybody uh, have a have a guess on why it's Ra- why is Yom Kippur the most holiest day of the year? What happened? Only once a year. Anybody have a guess on that? And so I just try to see if ch- type that in that rumble. I don't think we're, we're not live on YouTube or Facebook because of the censorship. So see what anybody in rumble knows that. Can't hear Gus. We cannot hear Gus. Oh no. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. Okay, zoom loop back. So I'm gonna go change one setting to try that again. I'm glad you guys uh, told me that so that we can get off to uh, make sure we have a better start here. So there's another place I can turn Zoom ISO on. Hey Gus, you want to do a sound check real quick? Hello, testing, testing, yeah, one, I two, one, two. This. That's not good either. One, two, one, two. I'm looking at Rumble here. Can you hear me out there now? Oh my goodness. I can see it moving, um, but when I did when I made that change, I could not hear Gus. So. And that looks like a testing, testing. That worked, somebody said. But then I can't hear you. <laughs> well, we have a challenge, so we might have to have a, uh, I might have to flip, flip that back and forth. <laughs> so, uh, but what until we get this uh, fixed for good. So, so we, I have a, a very sophisticated setup here with five screens and um, loop back and multiple deals where. Uh, we're using obviously uh, this new Zoom MSISO. So I'm going to flip back that to Gus and see if I can put an audio monitor on it so I'll build it here. So that'll just take a second, guys. Um, so what I'm going to do is make that change again. And okay, now I cannot hear Gus. So I'm going to set, set an Hello. audio senator. So this will be just, just a second. Show monitors. And I'll add a monitor on my AirPod Max. I can hear him. Like, oh, I got duplicate stuff going on. Let's see if I can take care of that. Testing one, two, three. I just got testing, I, testing, testing. I just got I got double stuff on me, but that's a we'll just have to deal with that. Um, see if I can turn one more thing off. Thanks for letting us do this on the fly. Get this set. Um, so that's the mantra so I can hear you. And I'm just going to have to hear myself twice. <laughs> as long as it's good for, how's it, how's it backstage? What if you take your that? headphones off? Does that work? Uh, then I won't be able to hear anybody. <laughs> okay. So you want to do that. You. All right. I'll just deal with my duplicate stuff right now and we'll get that fixed later. All right. Um, what I wanted to show you though, let me go to this where I'm looking at the Rick with the word here's this okay so what we're going to be getting into we finished up rosh hashanah and then there's a 10 days between rosh hashanah and yom kippur right and this is referred to as the 10 days of repentance this the, the days of awe high holy days 
And um, in rabbinical tradition, there's a judgment that occurs on the Feast of Trumpets. That's what we, the, the, the Feast of Trumpets, which is, they call it the Yom Terora, which is really Rosh Hashanah. When the utterly wicked are condemned and the entirely righteous are written into the Book of Life. Now that is uh, really not what, I'm going to change that right there. But uh, that, that is the Book of Life. Everyone else has 10 days to make things right with God by doing good deeds, that's that mitzvot, and repenting. And the final judgment occurs at the Day of Atonement on Yom Kippur. So this is kind of pointing to the end times, right? Of when you, the, you are in the book of life or not. So I can think we can metaphorically jump on board on, hey, this is a time to really introspect and see what's going on there. Prophetic, the Feast of Trumpets matches up with the Lord's return and the sound of the trumpet. So many people think that this during this time is when this is gonna happen. Um, at this point, the truly righteous, those cleansed of the blood of the Messiah, will meet him in the sky and receive life. And we've talked about 1 Thessalonians that talks about meeting in the sky. You can also look at uh, Revelations 20, which we uh, studied. We've been studying each time. And his attrition, utterly wicked, will be punished. Satan and the ancient serpent, truly evil one, will be thrown into the pit. We've, we've studied that all in Revelation 20. And basically the whole summary of what I want to show you here is may we live all days in view of the coming trumpet that shofar, the call of God and the life he promised to those cleansed by the blood of the lamb. All right, so that is, that is what we're getting into as the 10 days of off closes um, at sunset on Sunday night, okay? And then we'll get into the teaching on the Feast of the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur, only one time a year, the high priest went into the Holy of Holies, all right? This was, that's why it's the most holy day of the year because the high priest only went in one time a year. That's what we'll be um, studying and, and celebrating on Sunday. I invite you to that show. Um, I think you enjoy it at 10 a.m. on Sunday. All right, so let's get back to Gus here. So now it looks like we can hear you, and uh, we appreciate you here, Jeff. Hello, hello. All right. Is my, do I appear okay? Do I lag at all or anything? No, you look good. Or do I I look good because on my end it's it's kind of got a little drift to it but i think it's because i'm using my hotspot and maybe there may be a t if you lose me anytime during the show don't fret i'm going to go on my phone and come back on but i'm going to try to go through it with this so okay yeah right now you look good and you are on in sync so we're going to start with a with a with a couple of songs to get our hearts right before we dig into john 15. so we're going to start with the oceans yeah here we go all right and so, Gus, do you mind reading this? Sure. Want to want to leapfrog back and forth here? When oceans rise, I will call upon your name. Keep my eyes above the waves. Count all joy scripture. when you meet trials of various kinds. The testing of your faith produces steadfastness, that you may be perfect, complete, lacking in nothing. James one two and four. Awesome. Your sovereign hand will be my guide. Where feet may fail and fear surrounds me, faith may be stronger in the presence of my Savior. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. And the flames shall not consume you. Isaiah 43, 2. Amen. And spirit lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters wherever you call me. Mm -hmm. 
Lord, command me to come to you on the water. This is Peter. When Peter saw the wind, he was afraid and cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus reached out his hand. That's Matthew 14, 28, 31. Let's worship to oceans.
up on his name. It's a vine that we're going to be talking about, the true vine. Amen. My eyes are ever forward toward the Lord. Now we're an everlasting God. He says, you are my everlasting God. But the Lord is the true God, the living God, everlasting King, Jeremiah 10, verse 10. And the Lord reigns forever and ever. Exodus 15, verse 18. Strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord. To be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man, inner being. Ephesians 3, verse 16b. And Colossians 1.11 is being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy. Our hope, our strong deliverer and comforter in need. Trust in the Lord forever for the Lord is an everlasting rock. Isaiah 26 verse 4. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Psalm 147, verse 3. And Jeremiah 31, 3, B, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Mm -hmm. Praise God. Strength arise as we wait for the Lord. He's our everlasting God. He's divine.
Lord forever. For the Lord is an everlasting rock. Isaiah 26. up their wounds. Psalm 147.3. So he loves us with an everlasting God. He is the true vine. So guess we're going to be digging into that. And that's Indeed. Okay. All right. So here we are on I Am the Vine, chapter 15 of the book of John. Gus, do you mind looking at reading some of this first? I sure will. I am the, I am the true vine. And my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may, may bear more fruit. Mm-hmm. Already, already you are clean because of the word that I've spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit for apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, He is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you by my Father. By this, my Father is glorified, that you may may bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. 
If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments and I abide in his love, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Awesome. I'll stop there. Yeah, that is a lot to dig into now. Any thoughts on this first few lines? <laughs> well, you know, this means a lot to me because I've always, since I was a little boy, I've had a garden. And any of the gardeners out there, you, you can probably visualize this or get the concept. Um, just take a tree. He's the vine, we are the branches. Uh, I think of the tree. You got the tree. So the father would be the roots below the surface that you can't see. And it grows up out of the ground. Now, mind you, that tree, you can look at one of us as a tree because uh, we're planted as a seed. And then the seed springs forth and the word comes forth. The word is the trunk of the tree, right? And then we are the branches off that trunk. If you take anything, like take a tomato plant. You got a tomato plant, Jesus is the vine coming up, and we're the branches coming off, and the little sap inside the vine is like the life, the blood of the vine. It's the it's the Holy Spirit. And what happens if one of those branches stops getting that flow from the, the sap of the tree or you know whatever's in the vine, it dies and withers and it falls off. And the father prunes them and you know if you've got a garden you know this that the more you prune the dead off of there the more it grows the more fruit it produces and i often think about this we can prune our plants in our gardening make them produce more but if you think about it the father prunes the trees if you ever go through after a storm all the weak dead branches when that wind blows through it it prunes all those dead trees, makes the tree look more alive because all the dead branches come off. So to me, it's you got to stay connected to him in his spirit. And you need to be a vine that's coming off of him. Now, just think about this, Rick. There's a, He's the true vine. Now, what does that tell you? If there's a true vine, there's a, there got to be a false <laughs> vine, right? So if we're talking about word, because he is the word from the beginning, so there must be words out there that aren't truth. They're not, they're, you know, they're lies. You know, they're, they're precepts and teachings and learnings that might have we had from the world before we come to Christ. And the whole idea is to get all that mess out of us, pull all those weeds out, clip off those, prune those off ourselves, all those other learning false teachings, and then remain in him and his word and then we'll bear much fruit. Uh, I'll give you a chance to talk a minute and I'll be thinking about what yeah, else awesome. I can. No, and uh, you know, one thing that's interesting, if you just go back, you know, I like to look at other scriptures that are kind of related. And you see here mm -hmm. Psalm 88 through 9 says, You brought a vine out of Egypt, you drove out the nations and planted it, you cleared the ground for it, and it took deep root and filled the land. So in the Old Testament, the vine's often talking about Israel. Right? And here's God did all this stuff. He's the, he was the vine dresser, right? So he's, so he's planning this and he did everything perfect for them. But what happened, right? And then these other verses start getting into what did the vine, what happened to the vine, right? And this whole thing about the vineyard of the Lord mm -hmm. destroyed. And this is the disappointing part, right? 
let me sing for my beloved my love song concerning his vineyard. My beloved had a vineyard on a very high fertile hill. He dug and he cleared it out of stones and painted it with the choice vines. He built a watchtower in the midst of it. He hewed a wine vat in it. He, and he looked for it to yield grapes, but it yielded wild grapes. Ugh. Mm -hmm. And now, O heavens of Jerusalem and the men of Judah, judge between me and the vineyard. What more there to do for my vineyard that I have not done in it? When I looked for it to yield grapes, why did it yield wild grapes? And now I will tell you what I will do with my vineyard. I will remove its hedge, and it shall be devoured. I will break it down in the wall, and it shall be trampled down, and I make it a waste. It shall not be pruned or hoed. The briars of the throne shall be grown up. It will also command the clouds that they rain no rain upon it. For the vineyard of the Lord's host is the house of Israel and the men of Judah and his pleasant planting. And he took it for justice. But behold, bloodshed for righteousness. But behold, an outcry. So instead of righteousness, it was a behold, an outcry. Instead of justice, it was blood and bloodshed. And so that's just a sad part of the vineyard. And we see one more reference that's kind of interesting in Isaiah 27. Well, there, Rick, looking ahead. at that, the, the, the wild the wild grapes, I believe, right. are us. The, the Gentiles, they came in. Because if you go to Romans eleven sixteen, For if the first fruit be holy, the whole lump shall be holy. And if the root be holy, so are the branches. And if some of the branches be broken off, and you be a wild olive tree, were grafted in among them, and with them partakers of the root. Remember, I said the root is, is God, the God's kingdom, and the fatness of the olive tree. And he talks about not boasting against the branches. But if you boast, you do not bear the root, but the root you. You will yeah. say then the branches the branches were broken off that I might be grafted in. So basically the, the Jewish people that he raised up from Abraham they didn't believe his word, many of them. You know, they crucified him. And because they didn't believe, we were grafted in yeah, to no the vine. Question about, no question about that. Some of these might have multiple multiple meanings. This is clearly Amen. talking about them Amen. becoming wild, them rebelling, right, is the main point that I think that Old Testament vine teaching is, including here in Isaiah 27, you know, and that day a pleasant vineyard, sing of it. I, the Lord, am a keeper, and every moment I water it, lest anyone punish it. So in the Old Testament, he's really the divine dresser, right? I keep it night and day. I have no wrath. Would I had horns and briars to battle, I would march against them. I would burn them up together or let them lay hold of my protection. Let them make peace with me. Let them make peace with me. In the days to come, Jacob shall take root. Israel shall blossom and put forth shoots and fill the whole world full of uh, the whole world with fruit. So here we go. We had this rebellious people that rejected it. He let them remove, but still, what happened? Well, they ended up becoming huge fruit for everybody, including the Gentiles, like Gus said. But I think one of the main mm -hmm. things that I thought was so interesting studying Old Testament vine is that Jesus is the true vine. Right? Israel was a vine that rebelled and, and the vine dresser could do everything for it and it still didn't work. But he was still able to use it to be a fruit for the whole world. As Christ came in, he's the true vine. And that's what we're studying right now in verse, uh, verses uh, 1 through 2 and 15.
Amen. Amen. And so the whole pruning is interesting as well. So we know that some of these he's going to throw off, right? And some of he's going to actually, um, you know, he, he's going to actually, every branch that does not bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. So that's what he does to his believers, the people who love him. Right? He's continued to prune yeah. us. That's painful when you're cutting off little pieces and, you know, <laughs> so we got to understand that that's going to happen. Um, but what we Amen. don't want to do is become out of the vine, like Gus was talking about. You got to stay within that sap. You need to stay within the in the Holy Spirit, or you're in trouble. All right, go the ahead, Spirit please. and the Word. The Spirit and the Word. Yes, indeedy. Um, he says, "Already you are clean because of the Word that I have spoken to you." And you think of John seventeen seventeen says, "Sanctify them with your truth." He's praying to the Father sanctify them with your truth he says your word is your truth mm-hmm. and it's all about getting the precepts of the world out of our minds and our hearts uh you think about a seed his word is the seed we know the parable of the sower uh aaron went through it the other night uh and and what are we made out of the dust of the earth so it's like where that garden the seed gets planted and that vine springs up yeah, but yet you look at big it's like layers multi-layered so now he is that vine and then we are the branches off the vine and then think about it as we share the gospel with others another vine springs off and it's yeah. the tree i had i was thinking today or actually the other day you know the this is gusology here the burning bush the i am came out of the burning bush you know and in the end he says the elements of this world are going to be uh, burned up with a with a fire and I look and think of that fire of his truth his words like a fire burning the elements everything this world's made of which is a lie and I got to think well Lord is that burning bush was it a bush then and now it's this tree but even if you go back to the beginning you had the tree of life in the center of the garden and you think about it we are that tree of life he is that tree of life and we're branches in that tree really truly your mind goes to once you get the word in you, he, he takes you to all different facets where it all links together, and it's, it's quite amazing. Yeah, he wants us to bear fruit for sure. And when he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he is that bear much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. And this is really something that I think is vital as a stain to be a humble servant of the Lord. You get it real life. You can do nothing spiritual, nothing for his kingdom without him. Nothing. This mystery is worthless without him. Right? Um, I'm worthless as far as when it comes to spiritual things without him. So we got to stay, stay grafted in. Yeah, and that fruit he's talking about, of course, can be the fruit of the spirit. Love, peace, joy, patience faithfulness goodness gentleness and self-control but also it's the fruit that we bring in for his kingdom the souls that are saved through us because we can't just know him and not say anything about it we're saved by the blood of the lamb that's him his sacrifice for us that makes us clean we know that from his word he just got through telling us that we're clean by his word and uh the souls the souls that we bring in mm-hmm. is the fruit of his kingdom. Yeah, I think there's some stats out there. It's like 
90% of people that actually accept Christ never share their faith with anyone. Right? right. And so that really was my thought. Something that we, uh, you know, that becomes a dead branch. You got to be careful. Let him prune you. Make sure you're. Uh, have the word in you so that you can do what 1 Peter 3.15 talks about, right? Is that you, anybody asks you, you can talk about the hope that you have. So just understand your testimony is the easy way, one easy way to share your faith. And people love stories, right? So don't don't be shy. Yes, and that's what I was thinking of before we're saved by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So it's important that we share it and we speak and we share it with others. No doubt. And he talks about that. He alludes to that in here. You know, he keep his commandments, you know, and abide and in his commandment is is the great commission of Matthew twenty eight that says, Go make disciples of all nations, right? So mm -hmm. you know, and that's why we have a training course to help empower you, equip you to do just that. So the impactor for truth course is all about connecting with your family, bonding with your family, being really good at red pilling with really good at a few things versus a lot of things right and then the third module is all about understand the reliability of the bible they'll explain it real easy be able to share your your testimony as well as the truth of the gospel in a real simple way and easy and you give you that confidence so you can walk in your calling so check out the impactor for truth course uh, that you can join on backstage it's blessed i'm sorry on the blessedteach.com website you go to blessedteach.com so we get into the rest of this as you abide in me and I, and my words abide you. Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. Woo. Amen. This does not mean you Think ask for a Maserati, right? <laughs> right. Because if you're in him and his blood's flowing through you, your Holy Spirit's in you, you're not going to desire that Mar Maserati, right? Uh, to go, you know, be boastful and, and non humble. You'll probably be asking for things like, oh my goodness, Lord bring this cabal down, right? <laughs> and you're going to be asking things like, Lord, bring President Trump back. Those are the type of things that I believe are flowing through the Holy Spirit right now. Amen. Well, if you think about it, it doesn't have a scripture that says, ask for Maserati. <laughs> it said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask what you wish. So you got to pray. There's another scripture that says, whatsoever you ask, if you ask according to my will, he hears us so we know his word is his will so that's why it's so powerful when we pray his word in our prayers we speak his word because it's not our words we're speaking his word is flowing through us by his spirit and that was that's what makes it so powerful yes and as you renew your mind with the word of god you will not have all those desires and he says uh, if you delight in him he will give you desires of your heart. I think that's, what is that, Psalm 37, 4, I believe. And that, wh why? Mm -hmm. Well, because if you're delighting in him, you're not going to be asking for majority so you can have the world. You're not going to be, you're not going to want to be popular in the world. You're going to want to be, you're not going to be want to be of the world. So that is a you know, beautiful thing. People take these scriptures, uh, I think a little bit incorrectly, but what it does tell us, we have that power and authority of Jesus' name, right? And the blood he shed for us, I always talk about, and the power and authority of his blood and his name. If you know it's in his Holy Spirit that's coming down to us, then you can speak to things, and things will happen as Jesus did. This, that's what he says in John 14, 12, right? That we'll do the works of Christ. And that's because we have to be inviting him. It's the only reason that will happen. 
But by, mm. by this, my Father is glorified, and you bear much fruit. And so prove to be my disciples. As a Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. It's a big part of a John's Gospel, isn't it, Gus? <laughs> Amen. Amen. All about love. Uh, if we want to glorify the Father, just be obedient to his word. Follow his spirit. Because when you encounter somebody that's in need, somebody needs prayer, just sit back, relax. And, and if you got this word in you, that Holy Spirit's going to guide you into all truth. He's going to give you the words to say. Jesus himself said, I, I speak those things. I hear my father say, you're going to hear that still small voice within you. And he's going to give you the words to speak at that time. And that's what makes it so powerful because he's giving it to and to you and he doesn't flow to us to fill us alone he fills us and it overflows and it goes out to other people so whatever he gives you you pray it and that's where it's most powerful when you're walking with him Amen. and that's what glorifies the father mm -hmm. that's what the whole gospel story is about shedding the, uh, sharing the gospel around the world with love uh, going back to the pruning, I was thinking this earlier, Rick, is that. So he prunes. He prunes you when you bear fruit. So you bear more fruit. So if you think about it, like a tomato plant, if you got a dead limb, if you pull those dead limbs off, it has more life. If you see a limb, a lot of times, my grandfather told me a long time ago that the ones that are in the little crotch that comes out, a lot of times they don't have any blossoms on them. They're suckers. So... When if you nip them in the bud, as soon as it sprouts out, you just nip it off, your tomatoes will get bigger and you'll bear much fruit. So any limbs that don't have any little blossoms on them, get rid of them. Just like us, if we got a precept, an idea that's from the world left over, once we come to him, he starts working on us. And his, his yoke is easy. That's one of them things they put in the ox in to steer you around. His yoke is easy and his burdens light so he doesn't come all to us at once and say you got to quit this 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 and this he'll just walk us through from day to day lead us and guide us and and we'll prune this off and prune that off before you know we're full of life you know yeah. any dead stuff hanging off of us right yes i love it and the whole fact is that that whole yoke is light and the burden the burden is light and the, the, the yoke is what easy easy that's right yoke is easy as burdens light right yeah so but we have to do that whole submission to him to allow his yoke to be on us right most of us are rebelling mm -hmm. against that <laughs> right if you keep yes. my commandments you will abide in my love just as i have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love these things i've spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full so this was he Amen. loves us and that's what this, I tell you, when I was first studying the Bible, that this made more It's just looking at the rules and Proverbs. And it's like, it just made so much sense, right? It's like, he wants us not to follow the commandments to so he'll feel good about you following him. He wants you because he wants you to have joy. And that's one of the fruits of the Spirit as well. And you do. It's love and joy are both fruits of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. And I often look at it, I wish I could show you the image that I, I should have pull that up to share it but um, I've got an image that shows all the fruits of the spirit on like a uh, the candlestick you know mm -hmm. and I often think of it like 
all the fruits that they're all burning on the same Holy Spirit oil is this uh, chiastic structure as they call it it's all feeds in the same oil all the the loves in the middle and all these other attributes are fruits of the spirit that feed into love so love is as you read uh, what is it first uh, Corinthians chapter 13 I think the love chapter is that right love yeah. is kind yeah. love is this that well it's the fruits of the spirit you know when we think in this world we think we know what love is like what's his name said uh, I'm not a very smart man but I know what love is so Forrest Gump but we don't get to define love because God defines it he is love and he's peace of joy long-suffering he's very patient he's kind and that's what we've got to be to others and I'll say this it's like when you do that to others in obedience to him because his spirits don't do it to be seen to people it's not even going to work but when you do it as obedience to him just the flow in it can you not feel that radiance just flowing through you can feel his spirit all over you as you're doing it so it's like you want to get more of that you know that's, that's the holy I, spirit we sing some of these songs especially. amen <laughs> and let's get into one right now um, because what this all ends up being is that we're no longer slaves, especially slaves to fear, right? Mm -hmm. Start, Gus. That's one of those little weeds in the garden, fear. You pluck yeah. that right out and throw it away. All right, so uh, I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons. By whom we cry, Abba, Father. Romans 8, 15. I am surrendered by songs of deliverance from my enemies till all my fears are gone. And Psalm 32, 7 talks about, You are my hiding place. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with songs of deliverance. You split the sea so I could walk right through it. My fears were drowned in perfect love. I love this. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord drove the sea back, and the people of Israel went into the midst of the sea on dry ground, and then those fears were drowned as the Egyptian army drowned. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And from my mother's womb, you have chosen me. For you formed my inward parts. You knotted me together in my mother's womb. Psalm 139.13. Pretty much shows that abortion's wrong right there. And mm -hmm. this right together in our room. And we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen. We're no longer slaves. You unravel me with a melody. You surround me with song of deliverance from my enemies till all my fears as a cold I'm no longer a slave to fear I am a child of God 
share in love. From my mother's womb, you have chosen me. did receive him who believed his name he gave the right to become children of God
told who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. It's a fun little one. As Noah built a boat, sit in the sand, told everybody, everybody said, man, you've lost your mind this time. That thing ain't never gonna float. Yes. Guess you want to do the scriptures? Think you're muted. Wait, I'm reading away and I'm muted. <laughs> make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and out with pitch. That's Genesis 6.14. Yeah, so let them call you crazy. Maybe it's true, but there's nothing impossible to do. A little bit of faith and a whole lot of hope. Luke 1.37. little side note. Cool Hand Luke's camp number was 37. For nothing will be impossible with God. Luke 137. <laughs> when God opens a door, he'll lead you through. I know your works. Behold, I have set before you an open door which no one is able to shut. That's Revelation 3 verse 8. So take every chance you get and don't you quit. Because if you believe it's true, it starts with you. Let us not grow weary in well-doing, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. No better time than now is that prevalent. That's Galatians 6 times. We're going to hang in. We're going to reap. People going to tell you you're crazy fool. Dreams are something you wake up from and not pursue When God opens a door, well, He'll lead you through So take that leap of faith or you regret what you didn't do Remember, Noah built a boat sitting in the sand Told everybody, everybody said, man, you've lost your mind this time that thing ain't never gonna float So let them call you crazy, maybe it's true But there's nothing impossible to do With a little bit of faith And a whole lot of hope wasn't even supposed to rain When Noah built a boat It won't be easy And that's a cold hard fact it can spin you around, flip you upside down, leave you flat on your back. And when you think you can't, just hold your head up high. Until it rains for 40 days and 40 nights. Remember, Noah built a boat sitting in the sand. Told everybody, everybody said, man, you've lost your mind this time. That thing ain't never gonna float So let them call you crazy, maybe it's true But there's nothing impossible to do With a little bit of faith And a whole lot of hope wasn't even supposed to rain When no one built a boat And works the whole lot set before you an open door No one was able to shut chance you get don't you quit cause if you believe it's true it starts with you
Noah built a boat sitting in the sand. Told everybody, everybody said, man, you've lost your mind this time. That thing ain't never gonna float. So let them call you crazy, maybe it's true. But there's nothing impossible to do with a little bit of faith. And a whole lot of hope wasn't even supposed to rain. When Noah built a boat. Oh, Noah built a boat. fun to add and mix up the music a little bit the giraffe is telling us and let us not grow weary of doing good for in due season we will reap if we do not give up galatians 6 9 and the little giraffe was following along with you <laughs> see you later buddy <laughs> <laughs> we had to get All curtis right. on again and see if he's got any new songs to yeah, what's his latest curtis song Grimes. <laughs> We had Curtis Grimes on uh, and asked him if we could do his song, and he said, yeah. So this is my commandment. This is in verse 12, that you love one another as you have loved you. Here's one of my memory verses. That's why it's highlighted. It's uh, John 15, 13 here. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends. Amen. You do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servants does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask in father's name, he may give it to you. These things I command you, so that you will love one another. Did you ask anything on these? Amen. Amen. That's good. Uh, love. Well, God is love. So if we got him in us, we're going to love others. Um, you know, there's a scripture in Hebrews that talks about all our lives we were held bound because of the fear of death. We no longer have to fear death because we know even if we go to the extreme of saying someone in the armed services or even if something breaks in the house or something and you step up and no greater love than this than a man lay down his life for his friends if you step in there you're going to get an upgrade you're going to go right to where jesus is you know and that's what he did for us so it's it's no yep we sang the song just a little while ago we're no longer a slave to fear mm -hmm. and when you're truly in christ you don't fear. You just speak truth and do truth. Mm -hmm. I love that. So. I love that. So as we look at one of the things that I just love to, in this memory verse, right, is greater love has no one than this, right? And the Bible also talks about it's easy to, uh, you know, if it's a good man to kind of go and, you know, maybe even give your life for somebody that's good but somebody that's already a sinner right that's our Romans 5 it says it says it says why we were still sinners and that's why it says but God demonstrates the own love for us in this while we were still sinners Christ died for us Woo. he died for us 
Yeah, yeah you could reason if someone was a good person, you could see someone's putting their life out for them, but not a sinner, right? But Christ, while we were sinners, he's saving all of us because we're all come short of the glory of God when we're born into this world. Yes. And boy, do um, celebrate that he's calling us a friend. I'm sorry, amen. I interrupted. Were you going somewhere else? Go ahead. No, no uh, go ahead with your your what you were going to say yeah and this if you just look biblically at some other things where it's talking about friends right the only ones he talked about friends in the old testament really was first uh abraham and then moses it says but you israel my servant jacob whom i have called chosen the offspring of abraham my friend right so he wasn't called everybody his friend he was just calling abraham and then in moses you'll see here in exodus can we back up there for that one a second, Greg? Yeah, sure. uh, let me read that again, because uh, okay, so but you, Israel, my servant Jacob, whom I have chosen, the offspring of Abraham, my friend, because uh, Jacob, remember, he wrestled with the angel of the Lord. It's like we all wrestle when we come to God; we wrestle with Him, and then when we're born again, we get a new name. Uh, and he was called Israel. So oftentimes when he's talking about Jacob, I think he's talking about the carnal man before that second birth. And Israel is after you're born again. And how are you born again? When you believe like his father Abraham did. When we believe the word and plant it in our heart, that's what comes out of our heart. We start doing the things, you know, we're in the vine. We're, you know, we're, we're a branch off of his vine when we believe. If you think about it, you know, Abraham spent a lot of time with with God, and you see Moses as well. Thus the Lord spoke to speak to Moses face to face, as a man speaks to his friend. So it doesn't say he's his friend, but it kind of alludes to he spoke to Moses as a friend. When Moses turned mm -hmm. again into the camp, his assistant Joshua, son of Nun, a young man, would not depart from the tent. But the whole point, as a man speaks to his friend, but now what does this say? John says this is this is huge. He's saying, you are my friend if you do what I command you. And he's, then he goes into, you're no longer servants. He doesn't know what the master's doing. I have called you friends for all that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. Woo. So what was just offered pretty much to Abraham and Moses is now offered to everyone as that veil tore between the Holy of Holies and we had access through Jesus to the Father, we are now the friend of God as long as you're abiding in the vine. Mm -hmm. And how does he make it known to us? You know, when the Comforter shall come, he will lead you and guide you into all truth. All truth we know from John 17, 17 is his word. So the word and the spirit are one. That's abiding in the vine. You got the sap, you got the the flesh, which is the word, because he's the word made flesh. Yeah. I was just looking at it. Yeah, it's already it's already six fourteen. It's like, wow, this has been fun. Uh, there's no way we're getting through this whole chapter. We'll just kind of finish this up here, maybe do another song or two. Um, but wow. This is the fact that we have the friend of God. We're in the vine, right? So Gus is digging into there 
this is the Holy Spirit is what's the key to what you call the sap. Go ahead, Gus. Yeah, yeah. Well, the next line there, uh, this is something that confused me when I first came to the Lord when I was younger. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should be uh, should abide so that whatever you ask my father in my name, which is his word, because we know uh, from Revelation 19, 13, it says uh, he's got a name and it's called the word of God. He may give it to you. I didn't understand when I came to God, I said, if I'm choosing to do good, that's me, right? But I didn't understand fully that his spirit leads us to his word. Jesus says, no man comes to me unless my father draw him. The Holy Spirit draws us to the word. We think someone's showing it to us, but that's another vine. That's another branch off the vine showing it to us. So it's like an extension of him. Another place where he says, uh, I think it's toward the end of this chapter. He talks about, uh, you know, he's talking about the world hates you, but he says, uh, if they hear my words, they'll hear your words too, because we're basically speaking his words. We're like an extension of Christ mm -hmm. through his branches. But yeah, I, I truly didn't understand that until I fully understood it, that he called me. He's calling everybody out mm -hmm. there on this planet. All the seed of Adam, he's calling, and you choose whether you want to follow him or, or not. Yeah, that is interesting from a perspective of the whole doctrine of predestination, right? That gets into really deep stuff. Um, yeah. And so it's it's a tough thing for some people to understand, but it clearly says we didn't choose him, he chose us. And when it clearly shows that this what we talked about is that God loved us so much that he died for us while we were still sinners. And then basically that allows the Holy Spirit to convict us and bring us to him. Mm -hmm. but how do we how do we know if you really love Christ and that you're in Christ well that you love one another right amen and this comes back again it said it again so whatever you ask the father in my name he may give it to you so when you ask why did we pray in Jesus name well there it is right there <laughs> you want to pray in Jesus name that's our mediator that's the that's the whole one, the tail, the, his death on the cross and the veil tore from top to bottom, which was like four inches thick, impossible, right? Um, that was a way to say, hey, we have access directly to the Father, but we need to do it through Jesus. And the only way to the Father, he tells us, right? Mm -hmm. So don't miss that. This isn't about Jesus mm -hmm. being a good man. This is Jesus being God in flesh and is the only way to the Father. The Word. Yes. It's, it's the like only it. way to God. And we are commanded to love one another. It's not an option. So it's sometimes hard to love some people, right? But we're commanded to do so. Mm-hmm. You think about it, Rick, why would anybody not want to serve God and be part of his kingdom when he's all these great and wonderful things? What are the other options? Walk around in the works of the flesh, be miserable all your life, do the opposite of joy, the opposite of peace, the opposite of love. It's, there's no fun in that, you know? He came so that we might have life more abundant and truly 
it's more abundant. The enemy's greatest lie is that if you come to Christ, you're not going to have fun. But um, trust me, it's fun. <laughs> yes. I enjoy, I really enjoy when I just have the, the lights go off and like, wow, that's what that meant. Or look at this. I, I, that never really popped to me in the Bible. It's like, that's fun in itself. And then to actually think you have the creator of the universe, you can have communication with him. That is yeah. amazing. And then you just think Amen. about what we talked about John 14 12 that we can do works the works of Christ just think what he did that's the power and authority that I think is going to come real here during these great awakening slash great exodus slash great harvest time that we're living in talk about this is a what a time to be alive to see this 200 plus maybe maybe thousand year old cabal take a fall and uh, the remnant taking possession of the nations. Woo! And we're alive to get to see that. And the only yeah. thing we can do it is because how great our Lord is, right? Amen. And that's what we'll see now. And then we'll come back for some more discussion to wrap up. But this one says, I can't remember where we were. Maybe I'll do this. Great are you, Lord. Yes. For great for great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples are worthless idols. But the Lord made the heavens. Psalm ninety six, four and five. It's your breath in our lungs. Mm -hmm. Then the Lord God formed the man of the dust from the ground we talked about that tonight that's what he planted his seed in right and and he breathed into his nostrils and the breath of life and the man became a living creature genesis 2 verse 7. you give life you are love anyone who does not love does not know god because god is love first john 4 verse 8. you're just teaching that you bring light to the darkness. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. That's John 1, 4 and 5. And John 12, 46 says, I have come into the world as light, so that whosoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. You give life, you are love, you bring light to the darkness, you give hope, you restore every heart that is broken. And great are you.
light shines in darkness, the darkness comprehended not.
dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Romans 6.11. Well, I don't know what I did there. I obviously hit uh, some button I wasn't expecting to hit. <laughs> um, just wanted to say thank everyone for being here. I know we've kind of burned through most of the time, but I thought I would just open it up to the backstagers if they had any quick thoughts before we uh, uh, go, or Gus, you had some final thoughts. But boy, we really appreciate everyone being here. Um, well, uh, what I had on my heart was uh, it is uh, John six forty four. It was a scripture I cited earlier, uh, where Jesus says, "No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I'll raise him up at the last day." So no one can come to the word of god you can't come to the word and start researching unless the holy spirit draws you it's not by accident that you're listening to this tonight and uh once you come to him and believe he'll change your heart and you'll begin a walk with him you'll be grafted in and you'll be a branch off the vine and it's just a beautiful thing I mean, he's coming after the whole world. You might as well submit now because uh, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess before it's all over. Trust me. <laughs> anyway, it's good, good, good coverage tonight. Good. I love the, uh, I love John 15 and the vine and the branches and, and all that. It's good stuff. Yeah, it's beautiful. And, and thanks for dealing with us as we get through all the new studio here with all the new software. Um, I hit mute there for a little bit and rumble couldn't hear us wanted to apologize for that 
we'll continue to get good at this software. I was with the other software for like five plus years, right? <laughs> so um, we're, we're almost got this figured out. I wanted to just, uh, again, invite you to the ministry, right? There's tons of ways to get involved. Easiest way is just go to blessedteach.com, and that's blessedteach.com with a number two, right? Everything's there. The free show notes, so the notes, so notes from here for today will come Tuesday morning, some with uh, what we teach on Sunday. And then there's notes, show notes that come Tuesday through Friday of everything I ever show. So love to just make sure we're speaking truth and that that's all documented with, with links, right? So that's the show notes on the front page. And you can uh, a bunch of other stuff on uh, blessedteach.com, which includes backstage, what used to be $17.76 a month. And now we went to a pay-forward model. So you can come on there. It's also where you get to the free neighborhood where we hang out. And that's where we meet with our groups on Zoom that we're not backstage here. It's also uh, where you will be able to find the training I talked about earlier, the Impactor for Church training. And then the stores there of all our sponsors and that are basically Patriot and Natural Health Providers um, with discounts uh, using the B2T code. So check out the store. All that's at blessedteach.com. So go to blessedteach.com. It's blessed with the number two teach.com. We'd love to have you here. The best way to get really involved though is come backstage. That's where you build be able to be on Zoom. Go ahead, Gus. I was going to say, it's truly a place to where you can put your faith into practice. And none of us are experts, but we have an expert that, that, that's here, and his name is Jesus Christ. That's the one we he's follow. A, so divine, we're all just learning. <laughs> yeah. Right. And his daddy, the husbandman, the, the, the vine dresser, he's with us. So it's all good. Yeah, Come okay. join us. That would be at blessedteach.com. And again, you hit the backstage tab for that or the training tab for the impactor or go to the neighborhood to come backstage at, I mean, to come to the, our, our platform. You can download neighborhood.social. Just go to neighborhood.social, download it on your mobile phone and that would be your Google Play Store or your Apple Store. You can download that there. But you can also just go to neighborhood.social on your computer. Um, we'd love to have you um, there where you're not isolated and you're actually interacting with other people of like minds, right? Then I'm going to close in a prayer and just uh, let you guys know that we have the Sunday service coming up or this word and worship similar to this, but we're going to be studying Yom Kippur. Remember, that was a one day a year that the high priest would go in and uh, do, they would, they would only go there once a year. And then what's it all point to? You know, what's it all point to the 10 days of awe we're in now? Um, introspecting ourselves before this holiest day of the year. And then we'll talk about the upcoming mm -hmm. feast, which is the Feast of Weeks. All right, so if you want to learn about all that, make sure you join us there. Guys, any last words before we pray out? Uh, I don't know why my mind was just going to Yom Kippur. I was thinking of uh, John the Baptist's father. What was his name? He was John the high the priest. The father. Zachariah, he, Zachariah went, he went in out. on. Okay. He obviously went in on. I he was a high priest. I thought he was just yeah. in the temple. Oh, okay. Wow. He went in on on uh, obviously Yom Kippur, and he couldn't speak until John was born. Yeah. So I'm wondering. That's that's an interesting concept. I wonder if we're going to have a John that's going to be born or something. Who knows? <laughs> that will be Sunday at actual sunset is when it starts. Um, but we'll be teaching on obviously Sunday morning and talking about what it means. We'll be in the very end part of the 10 days of awe, right, before we go into that. 
Um, but with that, guys, I'm going to say a quick prayer and, uh, and, and uh, allow you guys to go ahead with your Friday night. Heavenly Father, just thank you so much for this beautiful teaching in the, the book of John, chapter 16, about the vine, the true vine. Not the vine that rebelled and created wild grapes. Not the vine that even you had to have fruit to all the world uh, through Israel. This is the true vine that actually is, the, like Gus said, is, is, is the actual roots that of this vine, the true vine. Thank you for having a true vine come and die on this cross for us so that we can live in him and he in us. Lord, we just thank you so much for everything you've done for us. And Lord, I just want to felt led to just say a quick sinner's prayer for those who have not accepted Jesus and you're not in that vine. You don't want to be one of these branches that he cuts off and throws that ends up in the fire. We've talked about that in the Revelation, Lord. So, Lord, for those of you who have not accepted Christ, make sure you do three simple things. Just pray this after me. Lord, I know I'm a sinner. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of glory. And the wages of sin is death. So I repent of my sins. But I thank you that Christ died for me so I can have eternal life. And Lord, you say in Romans 10, 9, that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. And I say, Jesus is Lord right now. And I believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead. And I believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead. Lord, Thank you for covering my sins, my past, present, and future sins. Lord, I had the Holy Spirit come into me that I accept Jesus as my Savior. Show me the way to go. I'm loving that savings in the name of Jesus. Amen. And, uh, amen. Amen. And I also say that for anybody that already has Christ in their lives. Make sure you're spending time with him. Man, he's just spending time with me when he's telling me the remnant get ready. Now is the time. It's time to put him first. Make sure you're praising and praying with him that if we do that four times a week here, Monday, Thursdays, as well as Friday, Sunday. And so that can be part of that. He says, make sure you're in his word and that you're spending time alone with him. You do those things, his power is going to flow through you because you are part of the remnant. You're listening to him. You're, you're in that vine. And uh, the greater things are here to come. The greater rain. It's coming, guys. Love y'all. With that, uh, if everybody would not mind unmuting and saying goodbye. Bye. 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 Good night, y'all. Good night, you guys. Good night, everybody. Shalom. Thank you. Thank you. us backstage. Shalom. Shalom. Links are in the chat there. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 See you Sunday at 10 a.m. Bye-bye. God bless everybody. Have a blessed Bye. weekend. Over and out. Shalom, shalom. You say pork chop? Bye, Australia. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.